Hey, everybody. I'm Jen Garrett. My passion for football and pushing boundaries has helped me to create a successful business using the same performance building principles of the world's best players. Through my Move the Ball book, workshops, and consulting work, I've used the same system to help thousands of people to think and execute like a pro athlete when it comes to business and branding. Now, I'm on a mission to help you utilize those tools and strategies to elevate your hustle and get you across the goal line. So get ready. It's time to suit up, to show up, and to move the ball. Hey, everyone. It's great to be back with you for another episode of Move the Ball. If this is your first time listening, welcome. And if you've been a part of the Move the Ball movement for quite some time, welcome back. As you all know, this podcast is all about business, branding, sports, and of course, how to move the ball. This episode is part of my special Path to the Draft series, where I'm having conversations with NFL draft prospects on their path to the draft. Now, if you haven't yet subscribed to the podcast, make sure that you do so, so that you never miss an episode as part of this series, as well as the regular show. I've got a great lineup of guests for this season. All right. For today's episode, Inside the Huddle with us, and ready to share his story and talk about his path to the draft is Ed Ingram. Ed is an offensive guard who played college football at Louisiana State University. During his time at LSU, he was a four-year starter on the offensive line for the Tigers, appearing in 45 games starting in 34. He was named All-SEC by the SEC coaches in 2021, and Ed was also a member of LSU's 2019 CFP National Championship team. We will talk about all of that and more on today's episode. Ed, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Well, I'm excited to chat with you. It was great getting to see you during the NFL Combine in Indy, and uh, I've been looking forward to us getting back together and talking today. So appreciate you being here with us. No problem. You know, when I saw you, you were getting ready for the big day. Uh, you were training with Les Spellman. Shout out to Les. He's definitely one of the best and knows how to move the ball. And you were also down in Texas with Les in Sports Academy for pre-combine training. Can you share with us, like, what, what were some of the things that you were really focused on down there? And also share, what was your routine like? Because I don't think a lot of people are familiar with how much work goes into getting ready for the combine. <laughs> so I guess the routine, a lot of people don't know, like, right after our last, my last game, I ended up having to fly right to Dallas right after my last game. And uh, I had to move into an apartment and then I had to go to the facility. And uh, every day at the facility, I wake up around like five o'clock. We have six o'clock workouts uh, with Duke. And so we'll do a warm up and then uh, we'll have a weightlifting session in the morning, have some time off, come back for some speed and agility with Les Stone and CeCe. And then um, we have some more time off. And then the last block of the day will be. Duke Manyweather doing drills and uh, pretty much recovery after that. And so uh, I think my biggest focus was pretty much trying to stay in shape, get in as best shape as possible, eat healthy, and uh, kind of lean down. And that's what I did. They put me on a meal prep program to where every day there's kind of forcing meals in me, making me eat healthy, and uh, it allowed me to take my meals home. I feel like that was my biggest thing I was working on, just trying to like build more muscle and lean down. Sure. And now I mentioned that you're an offensive lineman. In your mind, what do you think are the most important things to be successful at your position? And then what makes you elite? Uh, I feel like the most important things are pretty much being a smart player, being able to adjust on the field. As an offensive lineman, especially on the next level, you have to be able to adjust with different play calls and the move of a play. You also have to have athletic ability, being able to 
move another 300-pound man off off his block and uh, open clear ways for uh, the running back. So I feel like those are like the two biggest factors. Sure. Now, I want to run it way back. You're from DeSoto, Texas. Tell us, how did you get into football and what about it made you fall in love with the game? And so uh, I started and literally probably when I was like seven or eight, my mom just put me in football. It was never a dream of mine to play football or nothing like that. She put me in football just to kind of just get me out of the house and just give me something to do. After that, I wasn't really that mainly focused on football. But then when I came to high school, my ninth grade year, when my offensive line coach, he saw me, he was like, dang, this kid can be good. And so he kind of molded me into the player I am today. He uh, allowed me to train with varsity. Uh, they moved me up to varsity uh, early as a sophomore. I was starting on varsity. And uh, pretty much he was just hard on me just so I could be ready for the next level, which was college, so that I can take coaching and uh, just pretty much have a – I was always a, a physical person, so he just kind of brought that out. My listeners know that the whole Move the Ball movement started with a book that I wrote about football called Move the Ball. And in that book, I wrote about a lot of strategies and principles that I had taken away from the game, being a student of the game since I was four years old. What are some of the lessons that you've taken from the sport of football that you think are necessary to help you succeed and thrive in the NFL, as well as to just be successful in your professional career? I would say just don't take everything serious because uh, a lot of people get to this level and, and be like, man, I have to fight for a job and all this stuff. But uh, if you go into that with the, this mindset, you just stress yourself out. So me, uh, I got a plan. I'm not stressing about anything. I'm, I'm having fun with it. So just having fun and knowing that uh, it's easy. I mean, you learn the playbook. You've been learning playbooks for your whole life. And so this is just another playbook that just have some extra verbiage added to it. So just going into it with just an open mind and just having fun with it. I like it. It's important to have fun for sure. Yeah. Now you're definitely someone who knows something about winning. You were a member of the 2016 uh, Texas 6A Division II State Championship team. You know, you helped lead DeSoto to a perfect 16-0 and record that year. What was key for your high school team's success? It was just pretty much just all of us just staying together as a, as a team and uh we was already all close together because we all grew up with each other. And I felt like that was the closest team uh, that I've ever been on prior to the uh, 2019 team. And so I feel like everything just kind of came together. We was good, we had good players on defense, offense, and uh, we all trusted each other. And that, that's what led us to 16 and 0. Love it. Now, coming out of high school, you were listed as the eighth best offensive guard in the nation, 17th best prospect in the state of Texas. You drew a lot of interest from Power Five schools, had offers from Alabama, Georgia, Oklahoma, Texas, and Mississippi State. Didn't go to any of those schools. You went on an unofficial visit to Baton Rouge that sealed the deal for you. You committed to LSU. Talk to us about that trip and how did you get to saying, I'm going to go be a Tiger? Uh, so, Pretty much, it was. I had narrowed it down to TCU, Baylor, Alabama, and LSU. And uh, the reason I didn't go to Baylor or TCU, at the time Baylor was going through a, a coaching change, I was really considering going there. It's close to home. And then uh, TCU had a, a, a program similar to my high school program. But uh, I just kind of let that go because I wanted to go out of state and be a little bit further away from home. And so uh, when I visited LSU, it just felt everybody was genuine. Uh, they wanted to see me succeed, whether it was at LSU or some other place. And I just felt a connection as soon as I, I went there. My mom, she actually wanted me to go to Alabama or some other school because of the graduation rate at LSU was low. Mm. And that's because most athletes, they do three years and they're out. 
Mm-hmm. We, uh, me and my older brother, we ended up convincing my mom. Uh, we was on the way to Alabama spring game. And uh, my brother was like, you know what? Let's stop by LSU since it's on the way. So she stopped by LSU and uh, she just fell in love with it. And uh, we never ended up making it to Alabama. I ended up committing that same day. Alabama was a little pissed, but, you know, <laughs> it's part of the process. Well, as an Alabama alum, we would have loved having you, but it was great seeing you. <laughs> great seeing you go to LSU and obviously have a great career there and win the Natty, which we'll talk about in a minute. But before we get there, so let's just talk about, you know, playing at LSU in general. Tell us about your experience there. Like you're a freshman, you know, you end up starting, you, you played um, just after one game, you became the team starter at right guard. And, and then you started the rest of the season as a true freshman. Like, what was that like for you? How, tell us about that experience. It was a great experience because uh, a lot of freshmen don't get the chance to the opportunity to come in and start uh, mm-hmm. straight up the gate. And I, I came in with the mindset that, hey, I'm, I want to start. I'm going to beat out anybody I can to to get this, the job. And so I came in focused. It was it was a new thing for me. I had to come in going against a lot of older guys uh, that have been playing a lot of football in college. And I uh, just come in and I just wanted to gain everybody's respect. And so I gained everybody's respect, uh, learned the playbook, got in extra sessions with our assistant GAs and stuff like that, mm-hmm. uh, just so I can get the playbook and it would be easier for me, an easier transition. It was a fun experience. It was a, sometimes it was hard because I was going against people like Derek Brown as a freshman. And uh, mm-hmm. I still remember uh, one play where he drove me into the back of the field. Online coach was yelling like, Ed, what are you doing? I'm like, I can't do nothing about it. I mean, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, not that, I'm not that strong yet. I mean, he's probably, he has had a year going through uh, the Auburn program. And so he's already gotten stronger. And so that's what sure. something I felt like coming out of that, out of that I, I work on. Sure. Now you played both left guard and right guard during your career at LSU. You know, people refer to you as being a versatile offensive lineman, strong, powerful run blocker. You can move defensive linemen off the line of scrimmage. Like what were some of the things that you did while at LSU to ensure that you would be a high performer and be a real contributor to the team? I was kind of getting extra work outside of the work that we had to do. So like on the weekends, I'll come up, get some extra running in or uh, just grab a couple of guys, just do some drill work on the, on the weekends. And that's kind of kind of how I molded our offensive line and how we kind of came together, just pretty much doing the extra work together. Now let's talk about the 2019 season. Incredible season, won the Natty. You know, Tigers ended up being 15-0 that season, beat Bama. Um, and uh, <laughs> and uh, it was just a great season for the Tigers. So, you know, tell us about that year for you. Uh, that year was fun. It was like a movie. I, I never thought it was going to end. I never wanted it to end. But like just being able to be a part of uh, such a legendary team and be a part of like all these great players around me that have done well in the NFL right now, uh, it was amazing. Then getting the opportunity to go to the White House. Well, not many people go to the White House and just shake the president's hand and take pictures mm-hmm. with them. Mm-hmm. That was an unforgettable experience. Oh, for sure. And you mentioned there's some very talented guys on that team with you who are in the league today and are thriving. Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase. You've got, you know, Justin Jefferson, Christian Fulton, Grant Delpit. Like, there's just so many great guys that are on that team with you. When you look at that team, what is it about those guys that made them great and what made this team special? Everybody trusted each other. We all had each other's back. And uh, it was just like a, a crazy brotherhood that I kind of got a glimpse from. 2016, uh, when I won state, it was just everything came together. We had all the pieces. Uh, we had amazing athletes, and everybody gelled together. We all had a mission, uh, a plan, that, which was to win uh, the national championship, and we all bought in that year. 
And when you look back on your college football career, what was the most memorable moment for you playing um, during your final year of college football? And we'll come to the natty in a minute because I don't want you to say the natty. (laughs) (laughs) I wouldn't even say the natty, which is crazy because uh, the national championship game was fun. But uh, this past year when we played against Florida and just imposed our will on them at our home game, Mm -hmm. that was just an amazing experience. That, That probably topped the natty game for me just because the whole year people was down in the offensive line and saying that we couldn't run, we couldn't run the ball at all and stuff like that. And so just having that moment to where we was just imposing our will and they couldn't stop the run game was amazing. And getting my running back to break a school record, was crazy. So now let's talk about the Natty a little bit. Tell us about what it was like going into that game and then ultimately beating out Clemson. And I very much was rooting for SEC, <laughs> you know, got to show love. So I was very happy that the Tigers were able to, to pull them off. Obviously, Alabama and Clemson have some o- other histories. So uh, yeah. it was great to see you guys, you guys went out. So tell us about that experience. Uh, we went to the game having a mindset that we was going to win a game, but not underestimate Clemson because they had a lot of smaller guys, but their guys, they played hard and played through the whistle. And so uh, we just focused on just picking up all the blitzes and stuff that they was going to throw at us. And uh, a couple of times they gave us bad field possession. We was right there, like on the one, a lot of the times because they kept putting the ball. And so uh, that kind of put a little hiccup on our stuff, but we still had a mission. We all stayed focused and know that we was going to win that game. So uh, after we got going, we just didn't stop. We just kept scoring, kept scoring. Uh, it, was, it was a fun game. I mean, a lot of people don't get the chance to play on that stage. And so when you woke up the next day, like, how did it feel? What did you think? <laughs> I woke up the next day wanting it to not be over. I wanted it to be the national championship game again, you know, just because I knew that after that game, there was going to be those guys were going to be leaving mm-hmm. and uh, pursuing a career in the NFL. And uh, I just didn't want the, I didn't want it to end. Sure. Yeah. I'm sure you formed some great bonds. It was a great year, you know, lots of wins. And so an incredible experience for sure. So let's fast forward. So you're getting ready for the NFL draft. Part of the path is you ended up going to the senior bowl. You were with three other LSU players that were there. You were named specifically top player for your position for the American team. So congratulations on that. Well done. Talk to us about that week. I mean, senior bowl is not just, there's the game, there's practices, there's interviewing with teams, (laughs) networking, working like what was that like for you it was a little hectic just like day one we came into it and we had interviews from 7 to 11 o'clock and that was interviewing with 16 teams and that was kind of shell shock because I've never been in that setting and had to like force myself to talk for that long Mm -hmm. and then on top of that we got the playbook uh the same night that we had to do all those interviews so we didn't have time to really study it and we had to wake up at 6 a.m the next morning to get ready for practice and stuff like that. So just learning the playbook and just being able to get the cadences and all that stuff down, it was a little challenging, but like after day one, getting all the, all the stuff out and just cause we haven't played football in a while and uh, running the actual plays that they gave us kind of helped out a lot. And so day two, I talked to Duke Mannyweather and uh, he was telling me just like how more intent and everything I do. And so after I had that conversation with him, I turned to a whole different person. I started going out there, going hard, winning one-on-ones, mm-hmm. dominating in the run game, and gaining a lot of those defensive lines respect. They the ones that voted me the top offensive lineman of our group. And so that I felt I felt I felt amazing. 
Oh, that's awesome. Now, also Coach Ogeron, Coach O, you know, who was the LSU head coach when you guys won the Natty and for some time after that was at the game. He was there that week. What was it like for you to have Coach O out there with you? I love it because, I mean, he's a player's coach through and through, and uh, he's an amazing coach. I don't care what anybody else says about him. He loves his players. Uh, he came in. Uh, we all came in together. He came in his first year that he was starting as a head coach. I was, that was my freshman year. And to, mm-hmm. to have him come, to have us both come in at the same time and leave at the same time, it's, it's kind of amazing just because, like, he's been with me through my career. He's seen me grow. So he'll always be my head coach. Oh, I love it. So now let's continue on in your path to the draft. You're going to the NFL Combine where I saw you, as I mentioned. And so you're doing the drills, more interviews, right? So, you know, you had a 5.02 second, 40 yard dash, nine fastest of the offensive linemen. Very impressive. Tell yeah. us about what was that Combine experience like for you? The Combine was fun. Like I said, like just going into everything, not being too serious about it, knowing you have to get a job done, but also having fun with it. And so I came into it just knowing, like, hey, I've been doing these drills all my life. Don't make nothing of it. It's just on the a, on a stage, it's on TV, it's televised. Mm-hmm. And so I came in it just having fun. So after I ran a 40, I got the time. I was trying to get a 4-9, but I got this close to getting it. Mm-hmm. But uh, I was still happy with my time I got. But everything else was just, I was just having fun with it, just enjoying the time. Well, that's great. It's important, like we talked about, to have fun with what you're doing. That helps take the pressure off of things a little bit. Exactly. (laughs) Now, there comes a time when football will come to an end at some point, hopefully not for many, many, many years. (laughs) You graduated with uh, a degree in sports administration. Have you thought about what you might want to do beyond football? Yeah, um, actually, uh, I want to open up an organization similar to the place I'm training at and like kind of come full circle around with it, like train guys to where they can come to my facility, train for the draft and get ready for that step in our life. And I also want to be a part of the virtual reality world and um, start because I know that's starting to become a big thing. I want to yes. open my own place to where people can come in and get a virtual reality experience. And that'll be cool, too. For sure. That sounds like lots of fun. I look yeah. forward to seeing that happen. <laughs> so if a team were to ask you, Ed, why should they pick you over somebody else? What would you say? Uh, I'll just tell them, like, I'm a... Of course, they know how athletic I am and my athletic ability. But I just tell them I'm a quick learner. I'm very coachable. I can mess up one thing and the coach tell me what to do right the next time and I'll, I'll get it right. And so I feel like I'm very adjustable and I can take coaching easily. Great answer. So now what I want to do is run you through my two-minute drill and just ask you some fun questions. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. All right. Outside of football, what do you like to do? I love to play games, as everybody knows, and um, I also love to do stuff to my car. So I drive a Dodge Charger. I don't know much stuff about cars right now, but uh, that's something I want to get involved in as a hobby so I can just start building cars and stuff. I want to build old cars up. Nice. What is one thing most people don't know about you? A lot of people don't know that my name was Essie Thomas when I was born. And I ended up changing my name after my dad died to Edward. That was his middle name. Mm. And so now my name is Edward Thomas Ingram. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah. Next question is, what three words would you use to describe yourself? Uh, I'll say I'm humble, loyal, and protective. Great three words. If you had one intro song played at all of your public appearances, what would that one song be? It'll be Till I Collapse by Eminem. That always gets me fired up for a game. Okay. Now, what is the best piece of advice that you've been given by a coach? 
my offense line coach told me to play and uh, pretty much so my kids remember me the way I played. And so I don't want my kids to remember me as a person that gave half effort. Mm-hmm. I want my kids to remember me as a person that laid down on the field every time I was on the field. Love it. And I'm going to flip it now and ask, what is the best piece of advice that you would give someone? I give somebody uh, pretty much like I always say, just like always have a smile on your face. Don't take life so seriously. Have fun with life. You know, life is not not long for some people. You never know when it's your time. So just have fun with what you do. Yes. And you've been smiling throughout this whole interview. So I know <laughs> that, uh, that, yeah, smiling is a bit, it's important to get things to do. So great piece exactly. of advice. Uh, the next question is you're hosting a dinner party and you can invite three famous people living or deceased. Who would you choose and why? Uh, first off would be Serena Williams. That's like my celebrity crush. She has to be there. Nice. <laughs> Samuel L. Jackson will be another one. That dude is freaking hilarious. Just mm-hmm. to have some comedy at the table. Mm-hmm. And um, I'll say Barack Obama, just because I want to pick his brain and see how he took on leading the whole country by itself, you know. Sure. Three great choices. And I'm glad that you had a female in there as well. Yeah. Most people don't don't include a female. So great to have. And Serena is an awesome person and athlete as well. All right. So my next question is, do you sing in the shower? <laughs> I actually don't sing in the shower, but I do listen to music. Okay. Yeah, I listen to music, yeah. All right. And the last question is, where can people follow you? Where are you at on social media? Uh, I'm on Twitter. I'm on all platforms, Twitter, uh, Instagram, Snapchat. Both of my Twitter and my Instagram handle is Ed Ingram 70. And uh, my Snapchat is um, E.I.N.G.R.A.M. That's my Snapchat. So if y'all want to reach me, y'all can meet me there. Perfect. And we'll have those in the show notes so people can follow you and connect. And thank you so much for being on the show with us today. No problem. I had a lot of fun. Well, I appreciate you coming on and I wish you much success in this next chapter. I'm excited for the draft and uh, looking forward to seeing all the great things you're going to do in the NFL. Thank you very much. And thank you to everyone for listening to today's episode. If you liked it, make sure you hit that subscribe button and also share with a friend or two. That's one way that you can help me to move the ball. All right. Thanks so much for listening and we will catch you next time. Until then, make sure that you suit up, you show up and you move the ball. Thank you for listening to Move the Ball. To see more about what I'm up to and how I can help you to move the ball in your business, with your brand, or your career, check out my website at www.getinsidethehuddle.com. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast so that you never miss an episode. And also join the Move the Ball Facebook group for even more content and to be a part of the Move the Ball movement.